Hello and welcome to the Theta Nerd Podcast. We're talking all things of last season grand finale, and we even got in store some unrestricted TV talk. I'm your host, Sarah Dalmont, and with me as as always is my friend, my buddy, my pal, Mr. Willow Polk. Hello, Sarah. How are you? Unrestricted TV talk. Hmm. That just seems very not safe for work. <laughs> Spoilers warning. <laughs> Spoilers no, galore. Spoilers galore. It's, it's the season spoiler. of spoilers. Yeah, spoilers galore when we're basically going to talk about a bunch of trailers that have recently come out. And so, what can we really spoil? I mean, we're just going off what we see and observe in the trailers. True, true. Or we may, you know, accidentally click on YouTube and see the ending of Arrow. Okay, it happened one time, and I thought I was forgiven. <laughs> Actually, re- I retract the statement. It happened one time, and I only hurt myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Arrow's ending tonight. The Flash ended last night. It's just, oh, and then the night before Supergirl, we're coming to the finish line of all of these superhero shows. Oh, I see what so you did who there. Want- I know, I know, I, I, I did, I, I listened to myself too, but, so Will, I have to ask you, who won and who lost? Who, who won, as far as, which now, as far as the shows, because I haven't watched Arrow yet, so I need to, I can't, I can't judge that one. Um, yeah. But, uh, as far as, let me just, let's just start with The Flash. Um, yeah. So, I think... I think looking at season three as a whole, I think the winners, if we had to put down the winners and losers, winner is the Speed Force. <laughs> because, uh, winner. It, yeah, the, <laughs> it got rid of Savitar, um, but it, it, it gained Barry. Um, I think as far, uh, as far as another winner, I think uh, Caitlin. Actually, um, I think as far as interest, as far as good character arcs for a well-established character on the show, I think she had probably the the most interesting storyline throughout the season. Seeing her come to grips with with being a, a meta, and uh, and and also the the very ambiguous ending that the uh, that she had at the at the end. Uh, where she she made the choice of re- rejecting um, Julian's um, and her mother's uh, serum um, because she ca- became someone else. Or yes. no, no, no. I retract that. She became something else. Yes, something else. <laughs> which we'll we will go into to some more. Uh, of course, another winner is Iris because obviously she lives. Um, and wait, wait, wait. It's not just that, though. <laughs> she killed Savitar. She did. I, you know, and I want to, and also getting back to Caitlin, that's, actually, I'm glad you brought that up, because two characters that I know throughout the season, folks have um, had multiple conversations about how the CW treats its female characters. Um, yeah. And... It was very satisfying and probably cathartic for both Iris West fans and Caitlin Snow fans 
to see them take out their tormentors for the season, the Thyrus being Savitar, and Caitlyn basically getting to take care of Zoom, of Solomon, mm-hmm. with when she yeah. uh, when she destroyed the Black Flash, which I thought I didn't really pick up on it much at first last night, but then when I was rewatching the episode this evening, and you know heard her dialogue very clearly, you know referencing Hunter, yeah. I was like, go Caitlyn. Because she, well, because last year, I mean, Zoom basically, you know, she fell, fell for, for Hunter. And, ew, and ew, 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 Which, yeah, she did. Well, Hunter yeah. Day, whatever the hell, you know, I'm going to call him Hunter. I hate when they do this. They always call the person by the person they were impersonating. The name, <laughs> the name of the person they, that they were impersonating. <laughs> It was bothers the hell out of me. I'm sorry. It does. What kind of retread mess is this? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Continue. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, it was it was it was good for Caitlyn to like you know kick his ass and and, and get that closure by take, basically taking him out, even if it was Killer Frost that was doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I well, I mean, at least she got to do some damage to someone. I feel kind of misled with the whole Killer Frost and Vibe thing, because for weeks we kept hearing, okay, you're going to see the showdown, you're going to see the showdown, and there was a little bit of that showdown, but it wasn't the same showdown that Cisco vibed like no. way back at the beginning. And and so this episode we thought we were gonna get it and it's like <laughs> we did we can't we interrupted it. Yeah, which, every time. I, yeah, I, I don't I don't understand why they made that choice. It was probably a time thing. See yeah. what I did there? Uh, yep. And yep, but it's just it kind of bothers me when writers and stars tease something and then it actually doesn't show up in the episode. So. And plus, I just, I, I was kind of underwhelmed by her decision that, well, I, I like that she wants to stay a metahuman. Go, Caitlin. I don't understand really, though, why she's kind of still isolating herself from the team Flash because she hasn't killed anybody. She hasn't really done anything severely bad or messed up. So why does she feel so different than everyone else? I, you know, there's, I think, I think in order for this character, for Caitlyn to, or, yeah, Caitlyn slash Killer Frost or to grow, I think she is, it's actually pretty consistent with how she's handled things in the past. Because remember, after Team Flash sort of disbanded after season one, when we started season two, she was not she was not with the group either, if you recall. She had okay. left the fold, and she, you know, because I, I guess being around Star Labs, again, just reminded her so much of the pain, because she just lost Ryan right. again. Right. Um, and so I think she needed a clean break to find herself. And so this new version of Caitlyn, whatever she is evolving into, um, is doing that same thing. Uh, but I think the the one thing that really, 
I think had the more emotional impact this time around was when she told Cisco to let her go. Because let it go. Let it let go. It go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, get, yeah. Well, Frozen. you know what? I'm glad you brought up Cisco because despite not seeing them fight, I still appreciate that the writers aren't trying to make it a, like this Barry and Caitlin thing, like the Snowberry yeah. uh, yeah. push and pull of it. Mm-hmm. It's more focused on. Cisco and Caitlin and how they're their original Team Flash. I mean, before there was yeah. ever Team Flash, there was Caitlin and Cisco yep. and their best friends. And so you still see them consistently always lean on one another for that. And Cisco will never turn his back on Caitlin, which right. I think is great. And he, when we were talking about the show, um, before we started the recording, you talked about how, why can't two people, like a male and a female in a workplace in these shows ever not have sexual attention. Caitlin and Cisco is your answer to that, my friend. Yes, that's the exhibit A. And and they really do have that strong relationship you know, it, that um, you know people can have. And I think and and that's getting to my point as far as why to me that was was so grip so emotionally um, hard to watch her tell Cisco to let her go. You know, they mm-hmm. do have that, that deep relationship as far as working, you know, being the original members of Team Flash, being, you know, even predates Barry coming into the fold, you know, when they worked with uh, the original Harrison Wells um, right. at, at Star Labs. And, um, yeah, you know, so it was really hard to, you know, when she said that, it was just kind of like, oh, you know, real, real, real kick in the gut just to, to, to see her say to the probably the closest person that's that is a part of the team, um, you know, telling him that. And, um, right. uh, you know, so again, it, it really it'll be interesting to see how as she, as she you know, fought, you know, goes off and do the self reflection or whatever. Uh, and it, how it unfolds in season four, uh, see how, you know, you know, will she come back into the group? Will she just sort of be her you know, free agent, do her own thing? And, you know, come, you know, case by case, you know, help, help team flash out. It'll, it'll just be interesting to see what happens. Right. And it's, it's also cool how they didn't even they didn't just focus on Cisco's relationships with Team Flash members um, they didn't just focus on the one that he has with Caitlin but they also made mention of his special relationships he's had with every single Wells that they've come across yeah and and I thought that was so smart mm-hmm. and, I, and I just love the nod because there's such a history there and it, it's much more um, subtle than the relationships that Barry has. Granted, Barry's our lead, so he's constantly the center of attention. And so it's always nice to weave Cisco or Caitlin in and out of that um, and also remind the audience that, no, we have like three real main characters here that all have their own stories to tell. 
and are uniquely tied together in this universe that they're creating. And I mean, I, and it goes back to what I was talking to you about last week about how even though the whole HR reveal really left a bad taste in my mouth at the beginning of the episode, I still stand by that in terms of his overall character, it made perfect sense yeah. with what happened. And I'm surprised, and I'm actually a little bit shame, like shame on us, Will. We should have called it. We should have. You, you <laughs> called it. You called it. I was, just trying to, I, was just, I was trying to swim against the tide. Of course, the tide won. Uh, but... Uh, no, we should have called this like way back, like yeah. in that Dead in the or Alive episode oh. when we started learning about his desire to find redemption. Like there, there's a lot of breadcrumbs directing yeah. the audience to this place where, yes, it is kind of a annoying bait and switch because I still stand by the fact that all emotional stakes that they had at the end of last week were kind of wiped clean at the yeah. beginning of this week's episode. Yeah. But it, for storytelling purposes, it was a great move to make that switch. It was. It was. Um, because it, you know, it, 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 last week still has the same emotional impact of you know, seeing Savitar kill Iris. Because mm -hmm. even though, because at that point, even though, yeah, everyone figured out, yes, you know, she and HR figured, somehow figured out a way to switch. Which, by the way, I, I must say, the way they explained the how Iris and HR uh, ended up uh, switching places actually worked very well. Um, it, it was it was believable, um, and 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 how they executed that part of the story, um, and you know and, and I think it it you know again it didn't the first few minutes of the episode didn't lessen the impact of of seeing Iris even though it was HR of getting Iris getting killed, uh, just the anguish of, of Joe. And even Iris, the transmortified Iris as HR, just seeing the pain that, you know, she realizes what's going on. Uh, you know, HR sacrificed himself to save her and, you know, and her having to come to grips with that. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I think that all, I mean, Tom Cavanaugh did a great job of, of conveying that and then Candace did a good job whenever the you know whenever she the device was shut off uh, carrying that forward do you think that Joe is going to have nightmares now of HR looking at him and saying dad <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was very, very creepy it was creepy it was very disconcerting at first because it was like <laughs> You know, here, you know, here in the top, you know, Wells, 
<laughs> and then and then there's the real no no that's my daughter i mean you have kids will can you ever imagine like that kind of encounter where a grown adult says dad to you and then it turns out to be your your daughter oh like, gosh oh, yeah that would be just wild yeah that's, <laughs> that's yeah that's just kind of oh my head Joe's gonna have it. some PTSD. Okay, yeah, he you can will. take that prediction to the bank. <laughs> he will. He will definitely have some PTSD. We all. Um, I think we all are after after this season. It, it was. Um, they really like. Really, pulled all the emotional stops on us this year. I mean, it it, it wasn't as dark as season two. Um, attempted to be. But it was still pretty effing dark. <laughs> it, I, I liked what they did. But, yeah. I still feel like they're... I, I, I feel like they still got some pacing issues with how they're telling these stories. I still feel like there's too many people. And you can see that. I, I mean, Wally is yeah. a character who they spent a lot of episodes and time on and I still don't really feel like we were given clear closure on his story for the season or a good indication as where he's headed down the line I mean he got his ultimate wish like now he's the Flash because Barry went off into the Speed Force so it made a little bit of sense but I still feel like as a character he's kind of was an afterthought and not much like a vocal point which I was more expecting at the start of the season Yeah, yeah. you can also see that with Julian I mean we just spent a good amount of time talking about how great Caitlin and Cisco are and I mean Julian was this love interest and tried to save her and did all this stuff and we missed one full episode of him and now suddenly it's like what up Julian see you later yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but you know, I guess yeah I mean you're right about the pacing and also the deck is very very full um, and so you know, it looks like with the CW up front, when they were listening to cast listing, it looks like, I guess, Tom Felton's going to be back next year. Um, yes. And it uh, looks like, I guess we'll have Tom Cavanaugh back as, as Harry, uh, which is great because Harry's my favorite Wells, I will say. Um, Absolutely. I agree. And so so it'll be good to see that. Um, but getting to your point about Wally, uh, I totally agree because the first sort of first third of the season we, we did have a, a lot of development towards Wally gaining his powers and then we finally got it but then it seems the last maybe three or four episodes he really has just basically is you know it is sort of shoved in the background um, yeah uh, you know once the future flash you know, he just basically, it was a trauma of whatever incident when he learned who Savitar was and I guess how Barry, Barry broke him. Um, and then, <laughs> literally. He, he only comes out when they need a spare flash. Yes. <laughs> they do, yes. Yeah. 
it's like sidekicks. Yeah, you're you you, you truly are you know the, the, the true sidekick that you know watch a young justice. You know how the kids felt whenever I, I remember an episode where they just felt like okay, we're going to just go out and do our own thing because. And the Justice League just treats us like shit. So we're going to go do our <laughs> own thing. <laughs> to varying degrees of success. But um, um, I'll be interested to see. I, I'm looking forward, though, to, to season four and Wally taking up the mantle of the Flash because, I mean, again, the, the, the writers and the, the team does, they do a great job of. You know, taking the source material and making it their own. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see if uh, if the TV Wally will have the same kind of doubts and um, self confidence issues that the comic book Wally had when he took up the mantle of the Flash after Crisis of Infinite Earths when when Barry died in, in well with to the Speed Force. In the comics, hmm. I like that. I I'll, I'll see. We'll see if that um, comes to fruition, and how, especially when we know that um, Wally's rock or like the comfort of having his girlfriend, who's also a speedster, mm-hmm. is just on another Earth, um, and see maybe there's some good parallels that they can um, draw between the two. That's worked in the past, so I yeah. hope that they continue pulling that thread. But let's let's go back to Harry for a moment, because yeah. didn't I tell you, like, the yeah. better, I mean, yes, R.I.P. H.R. But Tracy and yep. Harry, you called it last week. I was listening to our our, our show from last week uh, again, and you nailed it. Before it happened, Sarah's like yep. Sarah. Sarah's like time traveler, y'all. She she went ahead into the future and she came back. I, I saw a ship, and yep. I called that ship. Yep. And that ship is sailed. It is, it is sailing. <laughs> Better get on now, people. Yep. <laughs> so come on, y'all. Come up with a name. We never got a good name for HR and and Tracy. So oh, you have until October to come up with a new ship name. Yeah, before Cisco does it for you. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So and and Tracy's gonna come back, and it'll be. She she's lost something. So I feel like, it, in addition to how clever it was to do the swap and have it be HR, which services his overall arc. You can see how this also helps move Tracy forward because now she's lost something. And so now this isn't her helping these people who she barely knows and who understands so much more about her than she even does because they know her future unlike she does. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what losing HR and her newfound um, ability to help Team Flash does in terms of her as a character. Granted, I still am curious to see an evil version of Tracy Brand, but that's just me. Yeah, I think Tracy is going to basically fill the role that Caitlin did. In the so she's got another boyfriend to get killed off because Caitlin lost yeah, they two. They, yeah, they can't kill off Harry. They're not killing off Harry. No. No, they cannot kill off <laughs> Harry. They can't. Yeah, no, they can't do that. If they, they can't kill Harry, 
<laughs> I mean, they could. Are we going to get another HR? N- not another HR, but just another Wells. Are are we going to really do that again next year? I hope not. I mean, because if they had, if they bring the the what was did they have like wasn't there like a uh, cowboy Wells? <laughs> I think there was a good six yeah. that they went through yeah. all different versions. Yeah, and we have how many? Let's see, there's what fifty two planets in the Earths in the in the multiverse. I recall. That is a sentence that you just said. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I want to say it was like 52 because they were like trying to keep it like the new 52 with the comic. I just can't remember that. This is basic flashology, okay? <laughs> well, I do not know the answer, but you should. Yes, Definitely. I know. You should. I know I should. Yes. I should. But I try to keep so, all these I try to keep all these multiverses straight. I just can't. Yeah, and I'm trying to keep all of these villains straight. So, also, correct me if I'm wrong, Will, but when Abracadabra, during his episode earlier this year, he also mentioned DeVoe. Yep, the thinker, yep. Is that next year's villain? I think think they don't drop these things without a reason. So, I think he, he will be one of the... It's not the main. It'll, it depends on how long they carry out the arc of the villains. I don't know if it'll be a one shot or a couple of episode shot villain like the uh, like the trickster um, or Captain Cold. But uh, yeah, I think I think we'll see it next year. So who is he, and why should I be interested? He is actually the thinker. Is actually dates back quite to the the uh, golden age. He was originally um, uh, villain of Jay Garrick, and okay. was brought forward um, into the Silver Age. I mean, he's been he's been a um, constant villain throughout all the iterations of the Flash. What does he do? He is is, is Clifford Devoe. Okay. And thinker. I mean, basically, he, he creates these, these various mind um, games to, to to mess with mess with the Flash, and he mind actually, games. yeah, I mean, he actually ultimately meets his he meets his demise in the in the modern age. Uh, but he was also, I think, he was also he may have been part of the Suicide Squad as well. Mind games. Yeah. So, does he, is he like, <laughs> is he the metahuman version of the Riddler or something? Kind of like that, yeah. Actually, he's, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, but it won't be, like, I mean, over, it won't be an overtop like Jim Carrey and, and the Batman. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely not that far. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not doing that, but, huh. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll be interested to see exactly how they do and go about these mind games and what happens next year. Um, but, okay. Hmm. Yeah. We'll be, be curious. And, it, I mean, it's it's also funny because does anybody else remember Dr. Alchemy from the season? Yes. <laughs> I, I still, I chuckle at it because we spent, like, a good six or eight episodes speculating about who Dr. Arkham was and how he was, like, really terrifying. And then 
all of a sudden, or not Prometheus, wow, um, all of a sudden Savitar comes about, and suddenly it's like, nope, that's the big bad. So it'll be, I'm curious to see if they're going to stay on track and do kind of a, here's your big villain, oh no, that's just a puppet, here's your actually actual um, big villain for the season, and do that kind of switch. Hmm. They might do that, but I, I mean, I, but they're very good about. I mean, they, they don't. I they don't want to do rep, too much repetition of sort of story tropes. So I, I, I'm thinking they may do um, little mini arcs of villains rather than trying to carry a big bad, because I think it's very hard, as we saw with this season, to carry. Um, a, a big bad for along 23 for 20, episodes. 23 episodes or even 20 even 20 episodes um, yep. so and even because I think even with, in season 2 with Zoom it, 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 it was very hard I mean even with the pacing they had there you know they had to reveal sort of mid-season but on the back end they lost they lost a little bit of steam creatively I thought uh, trying yeah. to, to fully execute that, you know, the end game with with Zoom. So hopefully, th- they will um, will uh, you know have a little mini arcs of, with villains. Maybe not, you know, with the few villains of the week thrown in like they did during season one, um, and even throughout season two, because we really didn't see that much of that during season three, other than. Uh, early at the very beginning of the season, um, we saw a little bit of that, um, but not much. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if, if these writers want to continue and want to really tell good stories, it's not about telling one long, continuous, dragged-out story. It's about trying to tell a lot of different stories from a lot of different perspectives that all kind of interrelate. And there's a way to do that, and there's a power in that. So if you're going to have a 23-episode-long season, break it up. Yeah. I just, I mean, as much as I love these characters and I'm and I'm still invested in the Flash moving forward, a part of me is just like I don't trust the stakes of this show anymore. And and that's disheartening because it's it's hard to be really engaged when you're like, well, they're not going to kill that person, they're not going to do this, they're not going to do that, and it kind of eliminates the um, spectacle of that. But yeah, well, and I think <laughs> yeah, and I think hopefully they I hope the production team I hope they realize that as well, and maybe do a little you know retool the show a little bit just to, to get away from having to have this all-encompassing, you know, season-long arc that, um, I mean, it, that requires the unmasking of the big bad, uh, because we've, we've been there now, like, three years in a row, so hopefully it will twist, make a little, again, make a spin on that, and, and, you know, use some of the other villains, and even bring in some other people from Rogues Gallery uh, to, to, to sort of flesh out um, the, the the Flash universe. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. And it, 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 I'll probably watch either way. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. 
So, so I, I mean, before we started talking, Flash, I asked you about, um, and I told you how, like, all these superhero shows are ending back to back to back, uh-huh. and we haven't watched the full Arrow episode or finale, so we can't really talk about that. But I thought it's it's interesting to compare what happened on season two finale of Supergirl to the season of The Flash, because for me, I felt more engaged and I I really felt bad and sad about everything that Kara went through because she really lost it all and sacrificed it all mm-hmm. and, and there was something so powerful about that ending montage and this realization of what she had to do and and if I compare that to Barry and as much as this is a penance, penance for everything that he's done, I still didn't get as big of an emotional impact as I did when I was watching Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, uh, I would agree with that in the sense that uh, I, I think I think the way the season played out, um, and I think folks have a, a little bit of West Allen fatigue. And, and not since not the West Island fatigue in the sense that they're over utilizing these characters in the ship or whatever, but more just the, the, the sheer weight of what mm-hmm. was going on, and right. and so you know, of course we now know you know we now know Iris lives, but now Barry's gone <laughs> off to the speed force. Yeah. Um, but we all but 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 with that. We know at some point Barry's coming back, so it, so it, it does lessen the the, the, the sense of loss mm-hmm. of, of that. Whereas with Supergirl, you all know we're really we really don't know if Monel is coming back to Kara or not. I mean, they, they it's it, you know, they, that possibility is 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 not as uh, crystal clear as it is on the flash. Right. So, so I would agree. Yeah. So it, it was, it was more, you know, more, you know, emotional and, 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 you know, compelling from, from that standpoint than as far as Supergirl finale versus the flash finale. How about, okay, what about this perspective on it, too? That with Kara's sacrifice, she didn't do anything to deserve it. Right. Like, she, this isn't her, like, she is, like, it's a pure sacrifice of, mm-hmm. no, I have to save my planet, and unfortunately, I have to do this. And or else it's never going to stop and everybody else is going to die. And there's something selfish about just not doing it because it's going to kill Monel. Well, with Barry, I mean, we've been saying for a long time now that Barry, you're you're fixing a lot of stuff. You're messing with the timeline. You're doing a bad, a lot of irresponsible stuff with your powers. So it kind of felt like, yeah, you, you really should be the one to go into the speed force. I mean, you kind of brought it on yourself. So it, does that add to it? I think it adds to it some. That's a very, very good point that I think about. Um, I, I think that that 
also adds to why her loss is it stings more than than Barry's. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah, I will say though that as far as with Barry, um, I know we've talked about it some, and we've you know, and there's been a lot of discussion about whether or not he's grown, and I think. Finally, at the at that moment when the Speed Force started ripping up Central City, um, and he and he was standing there, and he realized and he looked over at Jay, and he realized what he had to do. I think we found. I think Barry finally had that moment where he understood the significance of why it's so important not to mess with the timeline, and. And the ram, and really captured the ramifications of, of creating the flashpoint. Um, that hopefully when he comes out of the Speed Force in season four, he'll 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 carry those lessons moving forward. Yeah, it, I I'm it'll be. Um... I'm curious about how, what kind of Barry Allen we're going to get when he makes his big return next season. And I don't know when that return's going to happen because I'm kind of like, hmm, you don't necessarily have to bring him back the first episode. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, Grant Gustin's off going to get married, so who knows? They could plan the wedding before the season, and that's why he's on hiatus a bit longer than everyone else. Maybe. Maybe. Let Wally kind of really take over and see that come to more to fruition. But um, I don't know. Once you go into the Speed Force, you never go back. <laughs> well, it's I don't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Barry is actually almost more like yeah, the whole anchor thing with Iris and, and Barry on a TV show is kind of parallels uh, well actually it does parallel Wally West and Linda Park in the comic book where mm-hmm. um, Linda is, is always that that Wally's anchor that whenever he goes off to the Speed Force he, he somehow manages to uh, you know she's the one that always brings him back and and the even in the latest incarnation of the uh, with the with Flash Rebirth, not the Rebirth that was written by Jeff Johns, but now the new Rebirth in the DC series uh, with Joshua Williamson. Uh, when when Wally comes back, uh, the anchor thing it, it really is it really is our as Linda, um, and um, and so we're seeing that kind of thing play out on the TV show as well. We saw it, you know, last year with Runaway Dinosaur, where Iris played that anchor. So. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, it'll be interesting to see how long they do uh, let the story play out where Barry's is gone, and what circumstances you know allows for him to come back. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think we've summed it up. Our thoughts on the Flash season three finale. Yeah. Any any thoughts on seeing? I will just say it was just awesome seeing seeing John Wishes sit back as Jay Garrick. Um, Jay Garrick. Jay. Oh, I did have something to say about Jay. Yeah. Um. 
So was it just me or did it, so he showed up during the battle mm-hmm. and then did they show him at the funeral? Yes. They did. Okay. Um, I guess I must have not been watching or something. I think I'm pretty sure I saw him there. I don't, him. Think he had, I don't think he had a speaking part at the funeral. Okay. But I think he was he was standing there. Okay. And then yeah, he was there because yeah, because then he could come back. And remember, he was still in his suit when they were back at Star Labs when things were uh, starting to uh, when things started going south in Central City when the Speed Force was ripping the place up. Okay. Well, I I guess I wasn't paying attention or something because I'm like, why yeah. <laughs> when yeah. he comes out at the end I'm like, so why are you dressed like you just attended the funeral yeah. that you weren't at? Yeah, but I guess was, you were. Yeah, he yeah he was there and so was Gypsy. It was one of those quick, quick, quick you know, blinking oh, and missing kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, they, they, you know you could have given more stuff to Wally or Jillian if you didn't have to bring back Gypsy. <laughs> Well, I did have a problem with that. Uh, you know, it's like Cisco forgot how to bob all those times he was, like, stuck. Yeah. But, you know, they're going to make, I mean, but clearly they have invested a lot in the Gypsy Bob romance ship, and they have, um, you know, they, they found a way to, to, to bring her back. Uh, to, to save to save Cisco. Um, yeah, but it, it's it, just. It, oh, I I was actually gonna segue. So if you have one final thought about it, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I mean I don't have much more to say about it. I mean it was it was like oh Gypsy's back, um, and uh, you know again show like you said. It, when you add too many people, it does take away from some of the core characters. Yeah. Yep, yep. They add people left and right, you know, and this superhero lineup just continues to grow as we recently got the Black Lightning trailer. Yes. I will say... What I, did you think? It, I, I liked it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. It was... Um, uh, you know, I think it's taking place from what I've all gathered outside the Arrowverse. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> <laughs> I Supergirl. Uh, so, um, <laughs> but uh, it, it looks like it has potential to be a a very strong addition to to a already crowded marketplace of superhero shows. Yeah, um, I I was surprised by how how much I liked the trailer. Granted, anytime they mentioned the one hundred gang, yeah. I immediately shot at the other of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you know, the, and also you're going to have the inevitable comparisons between the show and Luke Cage because you have, uh, you know, you have an African American protagonist and. Um, you know, people are going to, you know, in addition to DC versus Marvel, you're, you're going to have, you know, uh, Black Lightning versus Luke Cage. So, really, because I I never thought about that while I was watching the trailer. Uh, it, it crossed my mind. I, mean, I don't think it's going to be deep, but I mean, I think folks are going to celebrate the fact that, um, you know, we don't have to have 
you know, square jaw, you know, all American, blue, you know, blue eyes, blonde superhero. I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, I think it is, it is, it, you know, again, uh, I think it's allowing for, you know, again, diversity, very diversity in, a, in, a, in a very crowded marketplace. I mean, you have all the shows on Netflix, you have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you have uh, Gifted, which I know we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, you know, there's just the glut of superhero shows out there, and I'll, I'll, I'm looking forward to seeing how they, they they they'll have this have this character stand out. Well, I mean, he's old, so yeah. there's that. Which honestly, that's that was the most refreshing part of this is mm-hmm. that it's he he's retired, yeah, and he has to deal with his family and this pull of no, I need to stay safe and protect them and then this need to also protect his city. Yep. And and I and I'm very interested to see how they develop his relationships with his two daughters. Yeah. Which I thought was another great great, was great move. Yep. That was a great Be, move. Because I feel sorry, I just wanted to say that I feel like we because of Arrow we have a lot of father and sons. Mm-hmm. And so this is the first time, and and with Flash you have mother and son. So now we get to see that father daughter relationship. And I'm a I'm my dad's little girl, so yeah. I, I find that very appealing whenever I see it in um, film or TV. Yeah, I I totally totally there with you. I, I felt that I had that same um, same feeling as well. It was just great hearing the daughter narrate. You know. Give yeah. a narrative as far as you know how his her father you know did this you know was a hero back in the day gave it up stopped being a vigilante you know made the very compelling point that you know by being a principal he saves more kids doing that than fighting crime on the street and then now you have the 100 gang forcing him out of retirement and. And he's going to have that world also with his with his day job of, of running the school. So it, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a pretty pretty tight series. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, yeah. I w- I'm not sure how long it's going to be in the sense of if it has a 23 episode order or not. Yeah, Supergirl only had a 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. it's, it's a it's a mid season. It's a 2018 debut. Mm. Like January, okay. I think. So it might be like Riverdale and only have 13, which yeah. worked for Riverdale, worked for the 100 season one. So if they can do the 13 episode, yes, it'll be have a very strong and tight season. Yeah. Or season out. Yeah. Um, so on top of that, CW is, oh, CW, you amaze me, going to revive Dynasty. Yes. I don't know why. <laughs> why? It's like you know, sort of. I didn't watch it tonight, but I saw how uh, like it's like Dirty Dancing that was trending for a while. But like, oh. why do you mess with something and bring it back? You know, you know. And you know, this the is the third time that no, they've done it. I think you're getting to confuse Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes, yeah. I am. I yeah. take it all back. Yeah, Dallas. I think it was on TNT, if I recall. Uh, but they did a revival of it. But you know, but they were, but they, but they were contemporary shows. I mean, Dallas and Dynasty. I mean, I remember growing up, it was like, 
you know, nine o'clock on Friday night, you know, everybody, you know, my parents were like, okay, gotta watch, we've got to watch Dallas. And then I think Dynasty that came on either, either 10 o'clock on Friday or maybe Wednesday night at 10 or something like that. But they were contemporary, you know, of each other. This show, I watched the trailer. At first, when I saw Grant Show, I was like, Grant Show, uh, I was like, hey, Melrose Place, <laughs> which was another show that got <laughs> revived, that had a revival yeah. uh, recently. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, was, I, didn't, I, I didn't feel it. I, it's like. It's going to crash and burn. Yeah. Crash and yeah. nobody asked for this. And honestly, I, I'm shocked by CW. I thought they understood their audience a little bit better considering. I mean, Melrose Place, Crash and Burn. Yeah. 90210 Revival, I have to admit, I watched it on and off a little bit. Not too bad, but also it's not what it was in its time. I mean, those shows had their time and place. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, you can remove Dynasty from this show and call it something else, and the viewer won't care. Yeah. Like, we're not attached to Dynasty, uh, so I yeah. don't know why you're thinking that's yeah, going to get I'm, you more views. Well, I guess they're, like, trying to go to the old folk like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, we got to hit our 35 to 45 de- demographic here. And, you know, these kids remember Dynasty, you know, growing up. So we're going to go after them. Give them an adult show to look at. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> no. Well, it's I mean, interesting it's that you dynasty, bring. It's not Dynasty without Alexis. I mean, where's Joan Collins? Come on. <laughs> I like how you you brought up them trying to appeal to an older demographic. When that's what I was thinking about when I watched the trailer for their new show, Valor. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Valor. It, it it has some. It looks interesting. I mean, as far as school, I think as far as dramas go um it it um you know getting back to our point earlier about uh, characters not having to have sexual tension between them i was i was liking the trailer up to that point uh, mm-hmm. when you know we had the two leads who you know one person's clearly in a relationship i think i can't recall if the guy was or not but you know they cut to the scene of them, you know, making out and stuff, and I'm just hooking up, and I'm like, really, seriously? <laughs> I mean, I mean, one, you know, for me, it's like, you know, these are characters who are in the military. You're already fighting against the, you know, just in the real world scenario, you know, you're already fighting against the tide as far as having men and women serve together as it is, and then you pull mm-hmm. this bullshit up in this story, which, as you reminded me, it is CW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it just really bothered me. And, and and it also just from another point of just how scruffy looking the dude is. I'm like, okay, I, you know, my day job, take, I, I work on a military installation, and sometimes it's, you know, these guys are all spit and polished. No one would ever show up looking like this dude. So that right. also, that also kind of bothered me too, just from a just from an aesthetic standpoint. It's, 
It, it amazes me how you were so focused on like the sexual tension that the unnecessary sexual tension and meanwhile I'm watching this thing like you know what I'm pretty sure that they discovered aliens or something <laughs> I don't know why like if you watch the trailer they're on a secret mission it's black ops and something happens and I just have this feeling that some of the people that they were on the mission with with are going to come back and that's going to be like the mid-season or the season finale cliffhanger and there's this conspiracy and I don't know I've been like watching too many trailers for the alien covenant or something all your genres are, they're, they're all starting to blend either that or just <laughs> like it is true Hollywood has run out of ideas <laughs> yeah yeah I was surprised to find out that Arrow's moving to Thursday nights. Yeah, I was surprised by that move as well. Uh, it, you know, it's one. You know, when you move one of your anchor shows to uh, to a new night, usually that's not a good sign. At least, in, at, least in, at least in the old days, television, pre, you know, pre DVR right. days. Right. I. I. I don't. I just don't know why. I'm not gonna say it's a bad sign yet because it's not like it got moved to Friday nights, which is yeah. a bad sign. Yeah. Um, Thursday nights actually for a long time have been the prime night to air a TV show for. Um, I think Survivor kind of made it that way, but yeah. it, it's but, cool. Yeah. Well, the thing is. <laughs> I don't know why, you know, because there is, you're putting it, putting it up against NFL football because in the fall you're going to have Thursday night football. I mean, Thursday nights at nine is, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're it, it, it's, it, it's going to have some pretty heavy, heavy competition. Uh, yeah. At least during the fall season. Um, and I'm trying to think as far as the lineups for the other networks, but, um, yeah, it, uh, I, yeah. It just seemed. Yeah, again, I just you know you move one of your anchor shows to a, a new time slot. It just didn't, you know, to, to make room for Dynasty. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even though I'm a I'm a big Arrow fan, I also know that like we just finished up season five. This isn't going to go on forever, so yeah. they need to do something and. And they're probably going to do some experiments with the storylines next year that may lose viewers. So why not put them on this other time slot and do that experiment? And then if it doesn't work out, they can always move them back next year. But well, I guess well, too, yeah, and I guess too. I guess they're, I guess trying to make well, I guess Wednesday night uh, like because is it Dynasty and, and is it Valor or Jane Diversion is going to be back to back on, on Wednesdays. I don't know. I have to I have to look and see at the schedule on the upfront, but so maybe they're trying to do that too. Is just trying to do a, a block of you know block programming. The block of soap operas. Pretty much. I mean, because they do that now with Tuesday night with the Flash and, and Legends and or I Zombie depending on when. I mean, well, well, that, that movie was just the same Legends. Let's just be honest. I mean, but to your point, if why wouldn't you move that block of soap opera drama to Thursday nights that can counter-program football while Arrow, yeah, it's a soap opera, but so is any other show. Yeah. Um, 
especially a comic book show, why not leave it on Wednesday nights um, and not have to lose some viewership yeah. because of football? So right. we'll, well see I, if it pays off yeah, for well, them or not. Yeah, well, I think your point's a good one. That that, that is the show is starting a little, you know, a little long in the tooth, and it is a, mm-hmm. a good way to, um, to to shake it up and, and try some new things. Yeah, Fox is. You know, I, I'm, I, I've watched some of Gotham and not all of Gotham. Mm-hmm. I go back and forth about that show. I don't know about you. Haven't watched it. So I oh, okay. Yeah, so I really don't have an opinion on it. But, but, your, but your opinion is sort of the prevailing, I think, sentiment. So people... <laughs> <laughs> well, From what I've see, why, why I bring it up is because they're coming out this fall with their new show, Gifted, which yeah. is also a superhero, and it's in the X-Men universe. And so so I, I really like the trailer, I have to say. I thought that was a really, for me personally, I thought that was my favorite trailer that I've seen for all of the previews for the fall. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm a bit hesitant because it's on Fox and Gotham did not live up to expectations at all. So I'm not entirely sure if this is kind of going to be a flicker in the pan or if it's going to be a mainstay. Yeah. So when I when I saw the trailer, I, I had a, <laughs> I had a feeling of, uh, a, a feeling of, hey, it's the Incredibles. And it's the and, yeah. it's the and it's the Incredible Hulk from from back in the day where you have you know Bruce Banner like you know not being in one place of you know moving from place to place because of his mm-hmm. super superpowers. So um, it, it looked interesting. I, I, I'm gonna give the show a shot. I think uh, in, in the fall. It, 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 yeah. It looks like it has, as you said, so it's a real good potential. Are Are you the um are you a viewer who, when when you see a actor or an actress in a show, and you watch them like for a good amount of seasons, then you see them in another show, you kind of just want to watch that show to be supportive of them and their careers? Uh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the, yeah, I'm, I'm, I really, yeah, I'm, I'm that viewer. Okay, okay, I but, am too because there's some actors in Gifted that I'm like. Oh, I gotta show my loyalty here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there's such a cer- certain show, I'm like, I'm gonna give it a shot just because of you know X persons in it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. that way. Definitely that way. Well, that's the fall preview, and then for the summer we got Game of Thrones coming back. I know you don't watch it, Will. I don't know why we're friends, but I know I just don't. I don't have HBO, and I just never, I never, you know. It's one of those things. Everybody, I feel like, I feel like the guy, you know, looking into looking in the window and seeing they you know, the most epic party going on, and I'm just stuck on the outside. Yeah, I felt that way, and then I binge watched the first two seasons, and I got caught up, and it's so nice to be caught up. <laughs> <laughs> um, would it encourage you more to potentially invest in it if I tell you that there is actually a time travel episode? Hmm, time travel. There's I don't some know. time travel. Uh, I, 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 that might get. That might get. Once I re- once I recover from the flash, because all the time travel and time remnants paradoxes have worn me out this season. But 
Oh yes, yes. Uh, but uh, but I swear, if ah uh, man, I want to talk to you about this episode. Now. <laughs> <Talk> <laughs> but it's all the way in season six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we got that coming out. Um, Mr. Robot, I don't think is coming out until the fall this year, actually. Yeah, I think it's later. I remember, I think the channel TV got was pretty late, late premiere. Stupid Sam Esmail. Jeez. <laughs> Are you caught up on Mr. Robot? I, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm a, you know, this summer, I think, it's going to be one of the uh, shows I will definitely uh, binge watch to get caught up on. Not a bad cool. show to binge yeah. watch, I yeah. have to say. Yeah, I've got to fill the void on Tuesday night. Oh, okay. And then, um, have you ever watched Unreal? I've heard of it. Uh, it's, a, it's a Lifetime show, correct? Yes. Uh, like reality, sh- like it's a, a drama about reality TV. Yeah, it is. It is um, a um, interpretation of what it's like to work on the set of The Bachelor. Uh, oh, huh. That, even though I, I can't stand The Bachelor or Bachelorette, I might just watch this just for the, the sake of seeing the train wreck that I, I can imagine the production of these okay. shows could be. I got two words for you: Constant Zimmer. <laughs> okay. Enough said. I mean, Constant Zimmer. I mean, she's amazing on the show. Um, okay. Sherry Appleby is great. The first season, it's pretty much what you expect of The Bachelor. I mean, you have a blue-eyed, blonde, rich bachelor, and then you have this production assistant, and stuff happens. And then the second season, they decide to look more in terms of what's happening in the real world. And they have the, like, they use the show to, they bring on the first black bachelor on the show. So they try to go into the area of racism, and it's really interesting. And now this season, their third season, well, they're going to do The Bachelorette for the first time. And so, and so you can see how these writers are using the show and being like, we want to touch on all of these important movements and scope it under the lens of reality TV, Ah. which is such, so it's like this microscope on top of a microscope on top of a microscope. Oh, that's genius. I'm I'm definitely checking that out. Yeah. I I have to say like the first season, superb second season stuff. I don't buy everything, but I, I'm still on board because Constance Zimmer. <laughs> Constance. And then last but certainly not least, we're going to finally get the Defenders. Yes. Looking forward to that. I've got to get, I've got to, I have to binge Iron Fist, but. Uh, no, you yeah. don't. <laughs> no, you don't. So, so, don't so, do it. Just read the, read the cliff notes. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Oh my God! I I I I um I talked to both Everett and Carrie from Geeks Talk TV about Iron Fist, and they're both love the show, yeah. and I still don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know they're they're pretty uh they're 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 like the flag bearers for that show. I mean, I, yeah, I yeah, it's, I you know I don't know. I, yeah, I I wasn't a big Power Man Iron Fist comic. When it, it, I wasn't a fan of it as far as the comic. So 
you know, I might give it. I may watch a few episodes just to just to see, just judge for myself and see, you know, see if it's worth the investment. But you know, it's it's cool because it's an introduction, and I do think that some of the stuff that happens is important before you go watch Defenders. But then again, I'm kind of like a completist where I like to know everything before I watch like it all come yeah. together. It's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, even though the, some of the Thor, you know, you, you, you got to watch all the chapters to like to, to appreciate the whole. Yeah, I, I would have not agreed with you had I not watched. <laughs> so um, I'm into truth telling today, apparently, because <laughs> I did not like the Avengers the first time I saw it mm-hmm. because I did not see any of the prior films. Ah, so I I still remember this moment clear as day when there's that scene early on and Loki does his magic stuff and he gets moved to where the, the other people. Yeah, I'm horrible yeah. at this right now. But to me, it took me right out because I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Anyways. I'm just saying, I totally agree with you. If if you really want to get a good understanding of what the Defenders is going to be about and make sure you pick up on all the details, then you got to probably suffer through Iron Fist. Okay. I'll, I'll, He's just, I'll, I'll carve out some, some, real, some real estate, TV time real estate for, for watching Iron Fist. What's been your favorite out of all of those shows? Um... I have to say, probably Luke. Luke. Je- yeah, but Jessica Jones is really good too. I mean, I've, uh, I've like I, I did I did like the Harry Potter like what whirlwind of like trying to catch up on all the shows. Cause I, but um, yeah, I'll say Luke right now. Luke Cage was good until they killed Captain Mouth. Spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs> And then they, I, I mean, I, I, I love those first seven episodes. I think it is. Yeah. And then it slowly just unfolds in a very unfortunate way because I felt like Luke Cage and what they did in that setup deserved a lot better mm-hmm. and a lot more. And I just, uh, I, yeah. I was, I was really disappointed by the end of that. I have I have I have an edition of shows that uh, looks interesting for the fall. I watch the trailer, um, so I actually mm-hmm. I, I, I like I really really enjoy the Big Bang Theory. And, okay. And uh, so so there apparently there's going to be a show in the fall called Young Sheldon. <laughs> and I, 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 I yeah I you know and I watched the trailer and I. I've, I I wanted to like it. I I, I want to like this show. Uh oh. But I don't know. I, I I don't know. The kid, he's great. The, this is young. I think, uh, I think he's eleven or twelve year old kid that's playing young Sheldon. It's amazing. I mean, he he nails the Jim Parsons, Sheldon mannerisms, everything like spot on. Mm. But but it just I don't know. It just feels like it's a it's a jump the shark, well, without by jumping the shark, 
They're jumping the Sheldon, okay? Yeah. They're jumping the they jump Sheldon. The um, yeah. I didn't watch the trailer for it because I the the thirty minute comedy doesn't do it for me anymore. Mm. Um, so I'm kind of removed, and I also I I like pay for shows. I don't have a TV, so I'm in this weird position where I'm like, no, I want an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing make, less. Make it work. Make it work for your, work, work for your purchase, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, totally. Yeah. Right. But in in terms of, I, I like what you're saying about the little kid because that actor was recently on the show Big Little Lies, um, which is a mini series on HBO, and he was. He wasn't in a lot of it, but for someone, for a kid who is acting up against Shailene Woodley or Reese Witherspoon in some scenes, yeah, that kid is probably going to go places. So if you're going to want to watch a star rise, you're probably going to end up watching um, Young Sheldon. But at the same time, terms of story, I'm not kind of interested. I mean... Sheldon is Sheldon. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, why do we I, care? Yeah, and that's, and that's kind of that was kind of a feeling when I watched the trailer. I was just like, okay, if I'm a, why do I want to watch a copy of Sheldon when I could just watch Sheldon? <laughs> because and and it goes back to like this franchise idea. I mean, we even see even in TV shows with Dynasty, Young yeah. Sheldon, all of the revivals is that with Hollywood, they think that, well, it worked before, so it's going to work again, and at least there's a name attached to it. I mean, they would take risk on more original storytelling if those risks paid off more, because a lot of times they don't. I have no idea if Valor is going to work out. The 100, which is probably the CW's most original show, especially in terms of what it's currently airing, that's been on the bubble like since season one. It's yeah. constantly like, is it going to stay? Is it going to yeah. go? Yep, you're right. You're right. So, so I mean, I, I hate to kind of scold them but because at the end of the day, they're just trying to make money like everyone. But um, it is it is kind of sad how you for every young Sheldon, you get maybe – one or a half of like original content these days. True, true. What's because a lot of stuff is also based on books. Yeah, it is. That's true. That's true. Including Big Little Lies, which was a great miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot. Of, oh, I've got a lot. I've got a lot of shows on my list now. <laughs> I, I watch way too much TV for you to ever keep up. It's like I'm flashing TV watching. Actually, surprisingly, Carrie from Geeks Watch TV, she she has surpassed me in watching TV shows. But but yeah, I watch a lot of them. Yeah, well, two two other shows I have to I'll have to say I'll have to recommend to you is uh, just finished season three of uh, Mozart. Um, in the jungle. In the jungle, love that series. Yeah. So if you if you want a good quirky original, I mean, again, it's, a, it's based off of the book, but great. Did they just finish season three? Uh, they uh, Amazon has confirmed the season four. They haven't set a filming date yet, but I would think it'll be later this year. Uh, but great show, great show. Uh, cast is amazing. Uh, Lola Kirk is. Uh, 
great uh, protagonist, uh, Gael uh, Bernal. He uh, is the uh, conductor, Rodrigo. Uh, is a, just just a who burned it. Peter's in it, Malcolm McDowell. I mean, it's just a strong cast, strong story. Has a few quirky moments every every now and then, but a great series. I, I I keep like I don't know what it is about the um, the shows that stream on either Hulu or Amazon. I'm always I'm always skeptical about them, and I don't know why. Hmm. Like I binge Netflix original content, but for, for some reason there's something about Hulu or Amazon. Maybe I've been burned one too many times because. Um, did you watch the show Eleven? 2693 on Hulu? No. I think I got that right. Okay. Oh my god. It just I stopped watching it because I was so annoyed by the show. I thought it was really <laughs> lame and I was let down because a lot of people I trusted told me it was good. But I'm like completely sidetracking here. Mozart in the jungle. I will try to give it a chance if I feel up to it. Right. And we'll see what happens. Cool. Is there another one? I think um, there is. Uh, that that's all I have for upcoming uh, summer fall shows. Okay. Well, for those of you who are also preparing for the flash hiatus, we've just talked about a bunch of different shows that you could binge, take the deep dive into, and let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any recommendations. And on that note. You can send those recommendations to Will on his Twitter. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Will M. Polk. W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me on Twitter at S J Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. I am still waiting for people to get back to me on what happened in last week's episode of The Flash, where they screwed up how people enter Earth 2. I'm just saying. <laughs> It was a very missed opportunity. Sent me very off course. <laughs> <laughs> she almost didn't watch the finale, y'all. <laughs> I almost didn't. No, I, I, it's, there, there's some things you just can't take back, okay? Okay, you just can't, even if you go into the speed force, okay? Um, and then please go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, comment, share talk help us out here um we love doing this and we hope you love listening hopefully we'll pop up on some other people's shows in the future um and we'll continue talking this summer see you later guys bye good night